on the air, live, not so live, pre-recorded, pre-recorded, yeah, but live, right now during the recording, during the recording we're live, released after. Do you know anything about uh, recording at shows? What those guys go through? Good question. I have no idea. I just remember all the, um, like on E-Tree. You remember E-Tree? Yeah, of course. Um, I never could figure it out. Oh, I was big into E-Tree. It was, it was hard for me to download those giant files and then convert them into a WMV. Well, they were flack, so they came I in as... flack. Who knows how to flack it? <laughs> <laughs> they were lossless compressed audio. You can actually still download from Live, Live Fish, Fish in yeah. flack, which is... I don't know, but it's just a holdover from like, you that's, know, that's guys like are if like, you're like putting together like the seed archive in Norway, right? Like you need to have like all the fish shows downloaded on a hard drive just in case the world ends and you, you still need to listen. To <laughs> like compressed in flack because like hard drive space is so expensive, but fully, you know, fully lossless. Um, but yeah, they were all in flack. And I just remember see, and it was, it, 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 what they did is they would tell you what the stack was like the tech stack right like what the what the mic was and then like when it went like what the DAC was and all that stuff the whole chain like the chain it would be like four or five things yeah. this into this like a they new still, thing and the this and that that's all like listed on all the versions on relisted right like when you exactly. look at the different shows, you see like who the taper was and like his right. whole chain of the equipment stack. and like yeah. how it was converted into these exactly. incredible files on re-listen. But I do remember there was preferences, you know, diff- you know, some people preferred certain setups over others. So you'd like wait for that. To, I don't know. I mean, this is you're going back in time a long time. This is 20 years ago. I just least. remember being like desperate on just like getting anything. You know, and like the bar was not very high all the time. Like when you got a tape or like your buddy got a tape, like half the tapes that I heard, the sound quality was horrible. I mean, comparatively I, speaking to what we listen to today. Oh, of course. I, I, I mean, there's a real nostalgia for those old tapes, which I think, you know, obviously I think we've, 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 we've touched on that over the last little while being nostalgic for the tapes, but, um, yeah, I mean, they were terrible, terrible audience recordings from so far away. It's all this crowd noise. You could hear people talking and saying stuff. I mean, they were bad, but but there was a nostalgia. I mean, that was like how we accessed their music. So it was so good. It was part of the spice, you know? Yeah, like it just like spice. made like it more of a struggle. Like finally you get this tape and then like, can you really hear it? Like, can you hear Mike at all? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like whereas now, um, you know, at... MSG New Year's Eve that, you know, Mike was down, right? And people were on Twitter going, hey, Mike's down in the mix. And it didn't make it into the live webcast, but they remixed it on Live Fish and brought Mike back up. And then one of the Mexico shows, like from the first day, Trey Drifts slightly left in the mix that's like in sand in the middle of sand. Oh, right? that just really put my panties in a bunch when I heard that. But he's stuck there the whole time. <laughs> the rest of the, I mean, or, or he was too far right and he drifted right back to where he was supposed to be. Like, I don't, I don't know. I'm just and, saying you can hear it. Right. And that has nothing to do with him. Right. Oh no, no, that no. That has no, to do with like the him. mix. The mix. But like the mix. I, I'm 
zero knowledge about like and I don't know what you know but like zero knowledge like all of a sudden he's like drifting to the left or the right is that because like some dude is sitting there in front of a board and he's like I'm just gonna turn this little knob here a little bit try and fix whatever's not broken you know like DJs have like all these buttons and dials and things and like they're like adjusting little things like is that actually changing anything or is it just like part of the show? And like this guy's not even on a show. He's sitting in like a truck on a sixth, like under underground, like listening to it. And he's like, I got to turn this dial right here to make this better. But in fact, he fucked it all up. I think he has, yeah, two techniques, 1200 spinning in front of him. And he's just, uh, you know, making big moves. I think... I don't know. I can't, I mean, I can't speculate about why it moved, but yeah, I assume there's a knob involved, some sort of knob or some right. sort of the slider. Guy, the guy touched a knob. A smidge. It wasn't just like... A smidge. It wasn't, it wasn't a technical error. It was human error. Yeah. And it has nothing to do... I think what's happening live at the show is a whole other ball of wax. I think there's someone that then takes what's happening at the show and they, you know, because to go out on the web stream and then to turn that into what's going up live on live fish and all that stuff i mean that's a whole other well, stack sure, that's right? so they take it in and then they gotta like mess with it and and what they need to do to make that sound good is completely different than what they need to do for the sound in the venue right so mm. you know I, i'm not saying that there's trade there's... drifting happened live per se Right, oh. but it did happen on the mix. It happened on the mix that they posted. That they posted to, but, to live fish. Later. Right, but I have no. I don't think it bears. I must. I don't know where it happens, but well, I'm going to guess were, it bears no resemblance. No, you know, bearing on what happened live at the show. But not. But it, did it have bearing on what was live streamed? That's entirely possible because the live stream on New Year's Mike was very low and people were complaining about it right and it didn't really get resolved until after the shows were over the whole run was over and then they they announced that they fixed the mix and put up on you know live fish the new mix so everyone couch touring had a low mic and everyone listening to the show now today high mic right now up, I'm just curious if anybody had noticed Trey drifting during the live broadcast or if that didn't happen until the live show was remixed and posted. I don't know. With Mike at the proper level. I don't know. I don't know. I think uh we'd have to go back and check the tapes. I mean it would just be so like I spend a lot of my time when I'm at a live show, fish. And I guess it's based on what song they're playing, where I like really try to hone in on each instrument. And I like, thought you were going to say you were shaking your head from left to right to get the music in different ears. Well, that you can do too. <laughs> <laughs> the, the hearing in my right ear is way worse than the hearing in my left ear. So you tell. Just like, yeah, I definitely tilt looking, depending on where I am. But Which ear is it that's your good ear? My left. Like I aim my left ear at the stage a lot. Then why don't you, you're never on page side. You should, shouldn't you be page side and then like craning your neck to Mike to I've get been, the I've good sound? I've been on page sound? side many times. No, you're Sometimes I don't have a choice. 80% of the time, you're Mike side. No, maybe, and that's like, your bad. maybe like more recently, but like in my life, I've spent a lot of time on, on page's side. Okay. 
And usually, like, I try to get more, like, it really doesn't make that much of a difference if you're in a relatively decent spot because everybody is kind of on Mike's side because, or both sides, everybody's kind of turned like 45 degrees at least. They're not facing forward into the middle. They're turned. Right, but... And, like, I still have a very good... I'm just worried about that left ...line ear. to the all. left ear if I'm, Got you it. know, in in the stands, let's say at MSG in section 108. Right. Or 107. Sure. Right, which is, like, good spot. Mike's side. You're, like, two, maybe one or two sections from the stage. You know, there's a good enough angle that you can be facing the stage and I can still get a lot in my left ear. If I'm on the floor though, I'm like looking at Mike the whole time. You know, just like trying to get that trying to get that left ear a little bit more of an angle. Left ear. I, but at the same time like I can hear. <laughs> it's not that bad. My hearing out of my right is not that bad. I'm trying to think. Like I just th- I'm thinking here. I'm thinking and it's like we're almost always mic side i don't mean like far mic side but i mean even if we're even if we're by the light even if we're by the lighting rig okay even if we're by the booth like chris yeah even if we're by chris it's like we're like on that side of chris although i can think of a few instances mexico 2016 sure lighting rig left (laughs) new year's 20 2002 we're we're on page side barely though I was center page. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess. And I'm also thinking when we did um Hampton, we were we were page side in the stands, weren't we? Hampton 03? Yeah, like right after that. You just We moved. were page side in the stands. Page I remember side in the like stands. Yeah, I up. remember when we got in there, it was just like a shit show. And we were able to secure like some sector on the stands, but it was back corner, wasn't it? Like it wasn't, what were we like kind of far back? Yeah, I think we were kind of in the middle rung of whatever was going on in the stands. Yeah. I have a vague. But closer to the back as opposed to the stage. Maybe. I was, I mean. I mean, we, those, those, we, that's like the three times I can think that we've been on a page side in 20 years. See, <clears throat> you know the Fluffhead video from Hampton in 09? Right. Yeah. Right? That's like the, from Mike's side? That's Mike's side. I can't remember if I was on Mike's side that night or if I've just watched that video so many times that like my brain has tricked itself into thinking that like that's where I sat for that night. I know I'm pretty mean. sure I did. I was on I was on the floor one night for sure because I remember looking up and seeing all those balls on the ceiling. Mm. But I think the first night I was in the stands, right where that like right next to that guy. Well, I wasn't even there in real life. Mm-hmm. But like I feel like I was <laughs> I feel like I saw that fluff head from right there. It's crazy how every single time I've ever watched that video I get goosebumps. Goosebumps. It's crazy. Tingles. It's we just, insane. People we, were just posting it like, well, yeah, you know, the it was anniversary. just the uh, the anniversary of it a, a few know. days ago. Wild. A week ago. It's just insane because you know what that drought was like and, and you just know like you just know the the joy just the you know and they also hadn't played fluffhead in a long time like even before the hot the breakup they hadn't played fluffhead for i don't know how many but i think a lot a lot of time Mm -hmm. let me see what a way to start yeah and then they've been opening shows with fluffhead recently 
Didn't they open MSG with Fluffhead? No. Didn't they? I don't know. I'm going to find out. But they did open... Yeah, they opened... They opened Chula. With Fluffhead? Yes. That was sick. Chula into NICU. Because it was the NICU center, remember? So they did open the 29th at MSG with Fluffhead. And they also opened... Yes, Chula. 10-23-21 with Fluffhead. They've opened it, uh, opened with Fluffhead a few times. Yep, it's true. They've really been mixing up the openers and the closers. I love it. I agree. I mean, they got to make keep it interesting somehow, some way, right? They do it the other, many ways. They do. I know they're just, but I just feel like, and, and maybe, maybe the, they're just, it's too scrambled to even make sense of, but. Sometimes I'm watching a show now or like just even following along on Fish from the Road and it's like, hey, they're playing that song as the second song. Like that's a second set song, you know, and my mind has them in blocks and places. Yeah. And by, I mean, they've been mixing it up so long. I don't even know if it's true anymore, but it feels like they've been playing with it since 4.0. It seems like they've been playing with placement a little bit more. Well, it feels like like a song like Ghost has like made way more first set appearances than I thought it would or felt it should or could. Yeah. Cause like ghost to me is like a second set jam vehicle, at least in like 3.0 or like ending the first set. Maybe. Yeah. But now it's like getting in the first set a lot. Yeah. No, I know. So they hadn't played Fluffhead since September 29th, 2000, 70 show gap before Hampton in 09. I mean, it's a good gap. It's crazy. Yeah. That was only my fourth. No, that's not true. My sixth fluff head of my life. Sixth fluff head. Yeah. It was a good one. I mean, but going back to your observation that it just. You can't watch that video without feeling like feeling the whole thing. The whole it's thing. crazy. Yeah. It was uh it was a special time. It really was. It was like almost like I I got a similar feeling when they announced that they were playing at the Hollywood Bowl three nights this year. <laughs> Same feeling. Similar. I said similar. Like, sometimes when you hear something about fish, like, when I heard that they were coming back, it was just, like, beyond exciting. Like Relief. My, I just, like, had, at that point, had given up on ever hearing them again. Mm-hmm. You know, it had been five years. Mm-hmm. And uh, at this point, in whenever they announced their spring tour, I had completely given up on them ever playing the Hollywood Bowl ever again. Because... Whenever they come to LA, they always play at the Forum, which is good. But like, why come to the sunshine, beautiful Southern California and play indoors? It's been a pet peeve of mine ever since 2014. I agree. You know, the floor at the Forum is fun for some reason. I don't know why. The Forum is an incredible venue. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I love seeing shows there. Mm-hmm. It's a pain in the ass to get to. 
but whatever once you're there it's great like the entire place is a bar mm -hmm. for those of us who drink i don't drink that much but like you never have to wait in line for a drink because the entire circumference of the venue is a bar mm. and i've been at crazy sold out shows and I've never waited more than three minutes for a drink if I needed one which is great it's very well designed it used to be you know where the Kings and the Lakers played and then they just turned it into a pure music venue the sound is great there there's no bad seat in that house the floor is easily accessible mm -hmm. you're never waiting in line to get really anything at that venue it's all those doors around the like you can exactly. get out to the you can get in and out of the floor through all those doors, which I really like. Whereas some some floors, it's like confusing to get. You know, there's like one snake alley down and to you're the going floor, like and it's deep like a choke down point to the belly down, of the yes, earth. Exactly. That one, you're just like, there's a door right next to you. Boom, outside. Yeah, boom, I mean, if inside. they were if they were planning on coming like any time between December and February, mm. great, play at the Forum. Off chance it might rain. You know, but like any other time of year, if you're coming to LA, how could you not play the Hollywood Bowl? It's like it's 2012 like, was the last time they played, right? Was it 2012? I think so. Yeah, I remember. Or 2011. Maybe 2011, actually. Actually, 2010 and 2011, they played yes, there. Right. And then they didn't come here and again for a couple of years. It was all forum then from then on. And out. it's been forum since then. I know. The Hollywood Bowl is so much better than the forum. Like, it's, I agree. When I, when I, when I yeah, when I saw Three Nights, I mean, it's like, it's everything I need and everything I want in the place I want it. And I get to sleep at home. Sure. That's a, definitely <laughs> a bonus. For sure. Because I'm too old to sleep not at home, you know? Yeah. Like I'm, a, it's, I'm a lazy boy in, in the <laughs> lobby of a holiday. <laughs> crooked sideways, <laughs> like folded in half somewhere. I can't do that anymore. No. But three nights at the Hollywood Bowl. I can't wait. And three nights at the Greek. Not that I'm going to those, but hopefully I can make it to one. What do you think? Should I go? At least one night? Why go all the way for one? Ask yourself that. Because it's so easy to go there for one. You know? It's so easy to stay for three. It's true, but I couldn't do six shows in like eight nights. Not in this day and age. <laughs> Just yeah. can't do it. Yeah, it's going to be real nice. It's going to be real, 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 real nice. I wonder... Uh, They're just going back to their roots of, you know, early 3.0 days when they played the Greek and did not play very well. And then they came to the Hollywood Bowl and didn't really shine either. But... I don't recall any blowouts. 2010, no. 2011. I don't... I'm not... Uh, I'm not recalling any highlights. I mean, if we want to get really particular, the last show that they played at the Forum in October of 21. Oh, I'm talking about just the Hollywood. I know, but I'm the last show that they played at the Forum in October of 21 was the only show that I've thought to myself that that was a giver. That one went. That was the best show I've ever seen ever? in this city. In this city. Okay. Fair enough. Me too. In this city. Me is too. the important qualifier. Me too. That show. I'm just trying, I'm pulling up the side list. It just like, 
I don't know what it. Li- I don't know how it listens back. It listens back real nice. I've listened to it once but, or twice. Oh, it really that second set. It, I mean, it was the second. The first set was great. I remember feeling really great about it, and I remember cars, trucks, and buses starting, and I had to race out those. I had to race down and hit the hit the floor. Uh, I was still. I was still uh, tied re- up, recreating, mm-hmm. recreating, having some downtime. And you love a good tr- cars, trucks, buses. I'm a, you know, I'm a page kind of guy. I love a cars, trucks, buses. I like some of those noises. But you know, if I had to miss the first forty-five seconds of a song, I'm okay with it. I'm yeah. okay with missing. No, but I remember the yem in the first set. But you know, like really set the tone early. <sighs> Second song. Yeah. I mean, hearkening back to what songs are ending up where. How do you have a Yem as song number? A Wave of Hope? You know, okay. Yem? Excuse me? I didn't see it coming. No. Um, But man, that Cars, Trucks, Bus is that Tweezer LA Woman. That Tweezer LA Woman was, that's what solidified it for me. That, you know, Cars, Trucks, and Buses, yippee, second set starting, like, do, do, okay, great. Like, let's do it. And then Tweezer. Do you and think then LA Woman and I just like that's when my mind exploded in that section right there and the rest of that set was awesome and it was a tweezer fest. It was tweezy. It was a tweezy fest. <laughs> was it a fest or was I don't it just know if tweezy? it was a full fest. It was, it was, it was a, a tweezy fest. zone. Tweezy zone. We got tweeze squeeze. We got tweeze squeezed. Tweeze zoned. It's a double tweeze and a reprise. Do you think? That one of like the grit, the Fish is an incredible band. They jam, they play, you know, they have a huge catalog. But do you think that like the asterisks that they do at certain shows where they do something like LA Woman or they pull out some random cover they've never played before, how big of a draw for you is the opportunity to potentially see? something like that happen when fish plays so going into it no draw no no expectation of anything extracurricular i'm not waiting for the hollywood bold shows going i can't wait to hear them cover x no you don't know what they're going to cover it's just like the possibility of doesn't even enter my mind who knows what's going to come out of their ass (laughs) i really don't think that's not where the surprise and delight comes from for me, but but mm-hmm. when they play it, mm-hmm. I I don't know. Maybe it doesn't. Yeah, I don't think about. It. I'm not. I'm not thinking about. Oh man, I can't wait for the Hollywood. Like I've thought about like you know some songs I want to hear. Like I just hope they play this. I hope they play that. Whatever. But I've never been like oh, and I hope there's some sick covers that I haven't played before. It never I mean, hasn't not crossed my mind one cover, time. But like you just don't know what they're gonna do. You know, like to me. Mm-hmm. Like, they've played incredible shows with incredible jams, you know, that I love, that I listen back to. And then there have been nights where they do something weird and funny or different. And it's not necessarily always a musical thing. I mean, they do it less and less now, but like, it's just part of their repertoire that, like, every once in a while, they're going to do something. Not gaggy, but silly or unexpected, you know? Yeah. Where they're going to play something that's like 
has some reference or no reference whatsoever to like the place they are mm-hmm. or somebody's that who's there mm-hmm. you know like that Susie from new year's sure or whatever you know yeah. just like but like there's just like so many whenever they say something it's almost like makes it the reaction of the crowd is very culty you know like trey has never said anything bad <laughs> in the mic everyone's like what I know, and we you have the time you don't even know, don't even understand what he's saying. No, you have to listen back later, right? But you're still cheering. But what I'm saying is, like, they set the bar for me very high early on, in the late '90s when I started to see them, especially in summer of '98, when they were throwing out so many different covers every night, kind of like maybe teasing getting people stoked for Halloween that year, right? Like, I remember the build-up to Halloween in 98 was just, like, catastrophic. Like, tickets were insane. It was just, like, so over... Not overhyped, but Well, was there a fever pitch just because 97, 98 was sick, you mean? Or, like... No, just because, like, Halloween had become... Yeah, a thing. You know, it was the thing, Mm -hmm. you know? Starting in 94, Mm -hmm. when they did... The white album and it was just like holy shit what are like that element of the surprise is what i'm talking about like what they built up over halloween every year us not knowing what they were going to play until we walked in the door which was even cooler like you walk in the door you get the playbill mm-hmm. and you know what they're going to play which is kind of cool mm-hmm. and they messed with that a few times you know um i just think that like for me I love going to see them and the shows with the incredible jams are the ones I listen back to, but the ones that they've done like something crazy, like play sabotage, Mm. you know, are the ones that I know that I've had the best live experience. I sympathize with what you're saying because this LA woman, like if I, if you were to put the LA woman on, that's what I was saying when they like, I don't know how it listens back. Right. Because if you put LA woman on, it's like, okay, like they're playing LA woman. Is it the best LA woman that's ever been played on the hand? No. On that stage? No. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) But out of that tweezer, it just like came out, you know, they just went right into it and they start, and it just like hyped. It was just, it just changed just took the energy to a whole new place. And so I am agreeing with what you're saying. Is that like, that's what I'm saying in and of itself. Is that, is that the piece of music that like, you're going to go listen back to? No, but was that a moment in time that killed it? Yes. That's why I love this show. When LA, when they started playing LA woman, it just like changed the whole show for me. I was like, this is the best show I've seen in LA. I know. And if they hadn't done that LA woman and they just went in to say it to me, say it to me, Santos, and then what's the use? And then back into tweezer, However, you know, it wouldn't have had that like cherry. Right. I agree. No, that's what did it. I was like, okay, they just took, you know, they just, they just took out all the stops. Like Like, this is a party right now. Like there are very special shows that like we all know that have incredible jams, you know, that have lived on in infamy because of the jam. Mm -hmm. But I bet you that there are more shows out there that people remember Based on like the ridiculous out of left field stuff that they've done that night. Right. You reminded me of when I was listening to Under the Scales. Is that what it's called? I believe so. 
Um, and I think it was Brad that was on and he was talking about uh, riding the worm, you know, that like what they're in, they're playing Amsterdam or something, the back of the worm or whatever it is, like trying to piece like context around it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Trey just starts yelling. This joke happened. It was like, we're riding the worm or something. I think it was maybe related to like some sort of party situation, you know, like riding the back of the worm, like a wild ride. Okay. Okay. And they just start, they bring that into like a jam and they just start yelling like back of the worm, you know, you can Mm -hmm. imagine, right? It means nothing. It doesn't even mean anything. It's not a song. It's not harmonic. But there's like some dude out there. Someone yelling back of the worm. And like, there's someone that's like, that was such a fun show. And like, he's got a tattoo of of it. He's got like back of the worm tattoo. Back of the worm belly. made you know the energy in the back of the worm just changed you know just, and, and just taking on a whole life of its own. I wasn't there, but I have re-listened to the shows. I think they're on, I think they're on that Amsterdam album, but like or maybe maybe it was I don't know. But nonetheless, it was you know that Europe tour and but I, it just re- reminded me of that. It's like those special moments. Like no one's replaying that. Like that's not the part you listen to musically. But everyone there was probably like, this is the best party I've been to. Exactly. Yeah. Like they've got a pretty good formula. Yeah. You know, where like you might get just like a cookie cutter evening with like a couple sweet little jams that they go into. Mm -hmm. You might get a night where they play a four song second set. Mm -hmm. Or you might get a night where they bust something out that they haven't played in 200 shows. Mm -hmm. Or you might get a combination of these things. You might get, you know, like a brand new cover. You might get like Fishman singing a song and playing his vacuum, which I don't remember the last time he did that. Yeah. It's not very often that he does that. Yeah, I was just listening in the car to something and, you know, hold your head up and vacuum. I mean, not that I miss it that much, but like I remember. It's entertaining. It's so entertaining. Exactly. Like I remember in like 99 in Philly. They did Cracklin' Rose, and he had, like, his giant thimbles, cymbals cymbals that he was, like, carrying around that said, like, Cracklin' Rose written on them, and he was just, like, running around the stage, banging them, and it was was just, like, one of the funniest things I'd seen anybody do on stage. Like, why is that guy up there doing that shit? Yeah. But it was a next-level entertainment value. They're entertainers through and through. I agree cool yeah they they really uh know how to suck you in if you're susceptible to that kind of good time <laughs> susceptible to a good time warning that kind of good time warning susceptible to a good time did you um did you see that music video that mike released i saw some of it yeah did you watch did you make it through the whole thing well you know i saw i watched through the whole thing because like i have three minutes i guess <laughs> to dedicate to that like what else am i doing i guess sitting like i was it was early in the morning when i when i yeah got notified that mike had, was dropping a album essence of genius mm-hmm. you know we've discussed this before i love seeing mike solo mm-hmm. i you think i've said that i think that like just his vibe is like deep, deep 
and kind of dark and like weird as opposed to like when you go see Trey where it's like very light and uppity and like exciting and like harmonized and Mike is like making all kinds of weird noises yeah, and like playing with different things and like weird lights and just everything is just like I envision him thinking like this is what I'd be doing every night if I was in charge. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've seen Mike. I think he's the one person I haven't seen do their own thing. Really? Yeah, you've seen Pork Tornado. Definitely. <laughs> and a couple of jazz mandolin and yeah. like some random situations. Yeah. I caught Vita Blue. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know. So I'm trying to think if I ever see him like, did I ever see him sit in like with Bela or like no? I'm trying to think like what did he do that with like MMW? But that's not no. the same. Even if you had, that's not the same. Yeah, I don't think I've seen him do his thing. Well, he is doing a couple dates in June, but none on the West Coast. Yeah, none locally. It's too bad. I wonder if he made that album uh despite Trey and Paige <laughs> making an album without him. No. <laughs> no, 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 that's not what I meant. I just I, I seem to recall that he was maybe making a studio or something. I just didn't know if he did it on his own or did he go somewhere. I wonder. I, I wonder, wonder if it was yeah, because like he was like posting on his social about like the house that he was building yes. in Vermont that had like that exactly. crazy studio studio that's exactly Integratron what i'm thinking style studio like overlooking the lake right it's exactly what I, I just don't know if that's if he's is he is he moved in making music or is you know did Should he have be. to like dip into a studio to like lay down some lay that down was some like heavy tones last summer yeah that he was posting like the construction videos I yeah mean, hopefully it's been done and he made it in there before winter or during winter right he got it done and hunkered down in his bunker studio yeah and like, made this album made some tracks i mean i you know i love gordon's noises like he just mm-hmm. like makes the darkest rumbliest sometimes you even think it's page you're like is that that's a keyboard and you're like no it's gordon you know and yeah. we were talking the other day and i we were listening to a show and i said do you remember when mike invented this in 98 and you were like, this show is from 98. And I said, booyaka. Yeah. But when he, I mean, it's not really a noise, but when he would, he would, he, he would slap, he would slap the and bass slide, and slide his yeah. hand out like, boo. And yeah. they would do it in meat stick. They would do it like, but it was like, for some reason, it's like stuck in my head. It's like 98 Mike. And I just, I love his creativity. Me too. On the bass. Me too. Rumbly dark and like some of those you know some of those classic baseball moments i mean they're in sort of maybe some shows but some are just like the rumbliest he he just makes tones that you know, shake other, your feelings at sometimes you know when you you said that you're sometimes not sure if it's mike or page making certain noises i've mm-hmm. noticed now that like i'm not sure sometimes now that it, whether it's trey or page because like mm. Trey has like some new, not super new, maybe like the last year or so, where he can now like make his guitar sound just like Page on kind of like an organ. 
Mm. You know, and there have been many times where I'm like, ooh, Paige, yeah, you're doing it. But it's actually <laughs> Trey. Yeah, I was I listening mean, to something earlier yesterday where he was doing it. I can't remember exactly what it was, but he does it every night now. You know, it's just like Trey has an, a, a pedal that he can turn on. That he has sounds, a page pedal. He has a page pedal. Yeah. I wonder how Paige feels about that. I'm you know, sure just fine. They're all it's on top feeling. of each other these days. You know, like they all have expanded their rigs so much and expanded their ability to do things. I mean, even, you know, Fishman's got his whole like it's taken on different iterations, but he's got his like sound, you know, board. And then like, but Paige will play Chill and Thrillin'. He's got his soundboard. Like, whose soundboard are we listening to right now? You know, who's. who's... They've all got samples <laughs> That's available. Exactly. So they're. You know, they like if you think about where they started, and it's like here's a guy with one keyboard, and then like now he added a piano, and now this, and then you watch him do that rig tour that he did on social, like uh, maybe I don't remember when it was, but in the last couple of months he did a like a 20 minute rig tour. It was sick, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, here's my 99 pianos, and I can play them all from like just by hitting these switches, you know. <laughs> and like this is the sound I use for this. This, I mean, I loved it. But then you're right, like trays in there like he doesn't he's not just on that like boomerang loop you know like the old days he's got all sorts of stuff going on mike nasty noises and uh and And even even hooked up with some samples they're they're just like keeping it interesting it's cool it's really cool but to answer your question i don't think i don't think anyone's butthurt about it no i don't think so all right let's wrap it wrap it up baby